Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have an incredible woman here. We met at an event in Vegas and I saw her in this like white blazer outfit. And I was like, I need to know her. She's obviously in fashion, but like we have things in common. And once she started talking, I was like, whoa, we need to like, we need to talk. Her name is Ivana, and I am just so excited to introduce you guys to her. I'm gonna, Ivana, I'm going to pass you the, the mic and do a little intro, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, so, hey, everyone. My name is Ivana. I am from Australia, and I moved to Los Angeles about eight months ago to basically continue chasing after my dream um, to be a celebrity fashion stylist out here in Los Angeles. Um, I've been working in the fashion industry for over 15 years um, and I've specialised in personal styling. I love empowering women. I've worked on countless fashion runway shows, hosted style sessions, you name it, basically just to get your name out there and basically establish uh, a personal brand. And, yeah, now I'm basically trying to find my feet in LA and and basically keep going, keep keep pushing forward, keep um, empowering women and just reaching for the stars, I guess. And I feel like, and we're going to get into all that in regards to like your transition to LA, because I know it's been kind of, you know, up and down, but you're, but you're finding, you're definitely finding your way. But I want to talk about fashion. Mm -hmm. First of all, how did you get into it? What made you fall in love with it? Let's go, let's, let's go from there. Okay. So... How I got into it, I definitely knew at an early age that I was going to pursue something in that field because at 15, I was sitting there um, watching fashion TV at the time and just watching runway show after runway show. And that alone it inspired me, um, designers' collections, the vision behind creating that show, you know, what, what drives them, what motivates them, what inspires them to create. and so. At 16 years old, I actually went to Sydney. So I'm from Perth, Western Australia, and my mum flew with me to go and do a fashion illustration course um, and basically just get my feet wet to see if I liked it. Um, I loved it. It was like an introductory course um, at one of the most prestigious fashion schools out in Sydney, and I knew from that moment that I was like, I'm definitely going to pursue this industry. And then I finished high school decided to enroll in a diploma of fashion design at college and three years later I was like I definitely don't want to be a designer I want to I want to be a stylist I want to work with the designers I want to work with big teams of like creatives and be that person that can inspire the designer to kind of um, create that vision onto the runway in a photo shoot um, and kind of be part of that whole process 
I thought to myself that at the time I wasn't ready to be a designer and I, I knew the ins and outs enough to know that I, I wasn't ready and I don't mm. think um, I don't think that I had built enough skills to really just start fresh and, and say, you know, I'm a designer, you know, I want to start chipping away at that. So um, after graduating, I basically started going back and forth to Sydney. Um, I invested in going overseas to Berlin for Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, London, Paris, and anything I could basically get myself involved with, I did. And it was just through networking, putting myself out there, taking the risk and building my portfolio. Because as everyone knows who's in the industry, it's all about who you know. Um, 100%. Mm-hmm. Skills, skills and talent will get you so far, but then it's definitely all relationships. Um, so, yeah, so that was the start of me building my name, building my skill set. Um, and without realising, I was basically cultivating this kind of spiderweb of networks worldwide, which all these years later I can kind of connect the dots mm-hmm. and reach out to all these people that I connected with. So that's what I'm mostly grateful for. And then what I think that, I mean, when I think of like you transitioning to LA doing fashion, I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought that you would probably want to go to New York because that's the, like New York is a fashion capital. So, so why LA? Everyone says that to me. And I, I almost sometimes wonder to myself, like, yeah, why didn't I go to New York? Um, so Back in 2015, I decided to come out to LA for LA Fashion Week. And LA Fashion Week isn't like New York Fashion Week Mm -hmm. by any means. And I was like, I'm probably not going to like it. I'm just going to go and uh, work with this, um, with LA Fashion Week two weeks and see what happens. And I got out here and I don't know what it was. I don't know if if it was there was like a big Australian community out here. Um, The different experiences that I had were all positive. And I saw a side to LA that one I didn't know, two I didn't think I would like, and then I don't know something in my in my soul, in my gut was like, you've got to come back. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I attended this event called G'day LA, and so it's kind of an amalgamation of like Australian uh-huh. and um, Australian actors and uh, talent merged together. So I actually met at the time our Australian Foreign Minister Julie Bishop who um, is all about fashion advocacy and fashion diplomacy. That was her her fashion uh, hashtag at the time. Mm -hmm. And me and this other girl, Aussie girl, who was living here, we both had the same kind of dreams and vision of, you know, working out here in LA, but then also introducing um, Australian fashion to, to the US. And so we created this event um, and pitched it to the Australian Consul General to support us and hosted our own event out here a few months later. Um, now, I mean, like that I need, I would need to backtrack slightly, right. but the fact that first they wanted to support um, our idea and then the fact that we ended up actually executing because that was like pushing shit uphill <laughs> to, to put that event together and to get sponsors and to get people to believe in us and hosting an event out in another country while I was back in Australia, it was, that was like, you know, a big dream come true at the time. So attended the event, connected with all these um, US government officials through the Australian consulate and basically created this event. And that was like the start of networking, of meeting all these people and having all these experiences and realising that I needed to be out here. Like it was LA was where I wanted to be. So 
I had this passion of connecting Australia to the US, but then I also had this like long, long-term dream of being this celebrity stylist and, and bringing, you know, Ivana Fontana out here and doing what I do out here in the US. And what I think that's huge is that you'll, I mean, the competition is fierce here in New York when it comes to fashion. So you being in LA, the competition is not that fierce over there. So you could make an empire out of, out of your business if you think about it. So, I mean, that was a, that was a good thought process. I have to, I have to honor you in that 120%. I mean, I didn't know that I would eventually move out here. I just was like, yeah, I can see myself working out here for a period of time. So it was between 2015 and 2017, I came back and forth and had, you know, different experiences, met different people, worked with like new clients. And then I was like, no, I'm going to go through the, like, the process, get my visa, get my working visa and come and give it a shot. So that all eventually happened. The pandemic happened. The whole process of me coming out here was delayed. Mm-hmm. But here we are. <laughs> and I want to kind of, and I know that my listeners are going to wait, are wanting to wait for like the meat of you and Mary. Like how did that all come about? That, <laughs> at, at, like that being your first client, because that in itself, I remember you telling me at, at Level Up and I'm like, wait, what? How did that even yeah. happen? I still, I still can't believe how it all unfolded. So to give a bit of context, as, as you know, and as I shared at the event, um, mm-hmm. I didn't have the most expected uh, positive introduction <laughs> moving out to LA um, mm-hmm. and my amazing network of friends out here, like, thank God for them because... If I didn't have them, I definitely wouldn't have survived. Basically, in a nutshell, I came out to the US in a relationship with someone back home in Australia. Um, the third week of getting here, I got COVID and basically my boyfriend at the time broke up with me. So um, at the time, I was like, what have I done? I've made the biggest mistake of my life. I've uprooted my very comfortable life back home and I've come out to a new country. Like, what am I doing? And I mean, I don't share my age all the time, but like I'm 35, a 35 year old woman to uproot her life, a, a comfort zone life and to come out to a new country. It's a lot. It's huge. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, I'm the type of person I can adapt quite quickly to certain situations, but I think most women at that age, you kind of, you kind of a little bit more settled. Well, like you would expect to, to think, okay, you're a bit more settled to go and do something like that is a little bit more risky. Some people know that's just, you know, their personality. But, yeah, I started thinking all sorts of things like, you know, I'm going to be one of those women that's, like, chasing her career to, like, 50 and single with, like, you know, (laughs) 12 cats or something. And um, because I had made the decision also the year prior to freeze my eggs because I was like, well, really wasn't sure when the whole having children situation Mm -hmm. happened and being, like, from an Italian family, as you know, Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the certain kind of like pressures and expectations of like cultural conditioning yeah. play into your mind, what it does for me. So I'd kind of gone down the path of freezing my eggs just as an insurance policy because I was like, well, if I go and chase my dreams out in the US, who knows what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about all these things. I was just like, I'm going to go back home. I, I said to him that I was going to jump on the plane and just come back. Then to find out that there was actually another woman, I was like, oh, shit. I mean, I do a lot of work on myself, but I still have a pretty big ego and um, a lot of pride to, <laughs> to still hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I was probably at 
the most darkest point um, at that at, at that moment. And um, you know, I had friends, I had great friends, and you know, family could only help to a certain extent being on the phone. So I got myself a therapist. I had to. Uh, I had shocking anxiety. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. Um, and yeah, I just started going to a church with a friend of mine and doing therapy and having my friends and basically just like one foot in front of the other um, and healing myself to then, to then, you know, starting to go out and starting to network and meet new people. And I ended up at Coachella um, and that was only supposed to be a one-day thing, going to a friend's um, event. Mm-hmm. And we ended up getting some tickets to the Neon, Carnal, uh, Neon Carnival after party. Mm-hmm. And I look over when I'm standing there watching a DJ that was playing and there was Mary uh, with a big group of people. Mm-hmm. And um, one of her friends at the time comes up to me and he's like, oh, you're here alone. And I was like, no, 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 my friends are just over there. So her good friend just started chatting and um, he's like, are you from LA? And I said, yeah, I've just moved over. And he's like, oh, you're not from here. I can tell by the accent. And basically he was like, it'd be great to catch up um, with each other when we get back to LA. I said, yep, sounds good. Here are my details. Anyway, two weeks later I get um, a text. Someone's at my door. Sorry. (laughs) All good. Um, (laughs) Sorry about that. So, yeah, so basically – I get a message and he said, I know we've been meaning to catch up, but my good friend Mary is looking for um, a new stylist. And I remember you saying that's what you did and um, she'd like to hear from you. So can you contact her tomorrow around midday? And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> He's referring to Mary who was at the event. He was at the, right, like from from the TV show, right? And I'm thinking to myself like, you know, and then I was like, holy shit, like, this is, this is actually happening. Like, mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, okay. So I called her the next day, um, basically just gave her a bit of a breakdown about how I work, what I do, and sent her my, my CV, my resume, my, my portfolio of work, and that was that. And so then a week went by and I, I didn't hear anything. And so I thought, oh, she must have found somebody else. And then part of me was like, no, just send a follow-up text. You just, you never know. And so I did. And then she's like, I'm so happy you text me because I didn't save your number and I've been wanting to reach out to you. And um, Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. I'm glad I messaged then. And then she's like, I'm so sorry. I've just got so much going on right now, but I'll, I'll keep in touch. And then, so then the whole week went by again. And then that's when she reached out a day before that she had to go to her Netflix event and needed to be styled. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's giving me 24 hours to style her. Like, what the hell am I going to do? It was like 5 p.m. on a Friday and I started cold calling all the, you know, showrooms I could think of to try and, you know, pull some outfits and whatever. And most of them were closed. Um, Most of them don't even open on a Saturday. So I had to beg one showroom that I had kind of reached out to a couple of years prior who remembered me. And I was like, I'm begging you, can I please come to your showroom tomorrow morning to pull some outfits? Like, this is a situation. He's like, yeah, of course, come by. So that was good. Then a designer that I had met a couple of days prior um, was like, yeah, I've got some new samples unreleased. I'd be happy to 
give them to you and, you know, style marrying them. So that was great. And then I just had to go around to just stores and just like buy a whole heap of stuff just as backup. Right. Because in that situation, you need yeah. as many options as you can, as young as you would mm-hmm. understand. Um, it's a client that you haven't worked with before, a client you haven't even met in person. Um, you don't know what she likes, and you just you just need options, basically. And I um, you this, met- is, this was basically your interview process. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I look back and I just go, my my adrenaline and my cortisol levels were through the roof. I was like. Just- <laughs> running around LA like a like a crazy person just trying to find everything and anything I could so the day came and then you know I'm walking into her house and my roommate at the time Chris who you met I dragged him along and I just turned around to him and I was like this is my first god wing this is god literally going okay this is the redirection that I had for you this is why you shouldn't have gone back to Australia basically and so I was in that moment, I was like, okay, I get it. I'm meant to be here. Like, this is this is not a coincidence. So that's how that all unfolded, which was like a long-winded explanation. But And she's like, she's been a steady client. Like, you're literally her stylist. Like, anytime she has an event, you're it. You're there. So that, that one event then, you know, worked into a second mm-hmm. event and then turned into me doing her wardrobe. So then she hired me to basically do her, her personal wardrobe. And then it was like another event. So all these events kept popping up. So it was like the MTV Awards. It was a Netflix event. It was premiere for like the Grey Man movie. And then all of a sudden they got nominated for a season uh, for season six of Selling Sunset. So then mm-hmm. whilst doing all her wardrobe, it basically has just evolved into now I'm styling her outfits for the show. I mean. I kind of want for my listeners that are maybe, you know, at that point where you, I mean, you're still in that transition period because you're still there, right? But for those people that are maybe in the fashion industry as well, and they want to, you know, they want to get to that point of being able to style a celebrity and like they, they're getting that, that doubt because they haven't had that, that pivot. They haven't had that way in. What can what what kind of advice would you be able to give them to not give up? God, after fifteen years of being in the industry, I still struggle with mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. like I don't think it ever goes away, mm-hmm. and the imposter syndrome that I'm not good enough. Why am I any better than anyone else? Like coming here was the most intimidating, confronting thing that I had to face. Like thinking, yeah, I've done this for so long in Australia, but so what? Um, so, to be honest, I said this in my most recent interview as well, like having faith, as mm. cliche as it might sound, like the whole journey coming out here, I thought was to chase my career. But the journey is actually having to like grieve a version of myself who I thought I was, firstly, then surrendering to a new country, a whole new like in, like new industry, new new people out here, new talent, like more more talented people than I'd ever be around, like a melting pot of like however many stylists are out here. And then literally just building the faith in myself, like, yeah, if I didn't have the faith in myself, then like I had nothing. So it didn't matter how many other stylists that I'd go and assist or how many 
agencies I reached out to to try and like just get my name in there. It was like if I don't believe in myself, if I don't keep having that faith in myself, mm-hmm. then I'm going to crumble. So it's consistently doing that inner work. Basically, like I mean, me and my my good friend Charmaine here, we always have this we always have this discussion. It's just like ignorance is bliss. So it's like sometimes we like we do a lot of work on ourselves, and it's like. I wonder what it would be like if we just didn't do all this work on ourselves and like sometimes ignorance is bliss but then you go, well, we've been able to sit here and like really identify all the growth that we've had and I can like hand on my heart say that the person I was when I first got here is completely different now because I used to stress and worry and panic and don't get me wrong, I still do but now I just go like hands in the air, I surrender. Like I, I don't control any of this. I used to think I could control a lot of it mm-hmm. um, and since moving out here, it was like everything was basically stripped from me getting here and I'm like, okay, let's just start from a fresh canvas canvas, and then see what happens and, and this is what's happened. And that was going to be my next question. Like with all of the success that you have had thus far, have you had that moment to celebrate those small wins? Because I think that's so important to do while you're in that period, you know? I just had a quick thought. My therapist said the same thing to me <laughs> and I, and I said, and, I, and my answer was no. And she's like, because I mean, my, my conversation to her in the moment was I'm not doing enough. I don't think I'm like, I don't think I'm doing enough. And then she's like, do you realize what you've done? Like mm-hmm. it's coming out here and like how incredible it is. And I'm like, no. So that's why she's like, okay, you need to stop and acknowledge yourself because if you don't, then who's going to, and then you're, just going to keep on the hamster wheel and nothing is ever going to be enough and so I think the biggest piece of advice I can give is truly acknowledging yourself for what you've achieved because I suffer with perfectionism I'm a perfectionist and nothing is ever good enough it's always like how do I get to that next raise that bar raise that bar and that over time will make you miserable so like what I've realized now is it's like Take everything that I've done away, everything external away, and would I be truly happy with the person that I am? Am I truly happy with 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 my soul? Like, can I sleep at night? Like, and I can, and I, I truly can say that, like, without any doubt, because I've had to face the mm-hmm. darkest parts of myself. <laughs> and not a lot of pop, not a, like not a lot of people do that, and they like you know they then they suffer. They're not, they don't, they don't, you know, reach the successes that they can because they don't work on those inner and like deal with those times of, of dark, you know? So I think that's important. And one of my last questions for you, as we kind of round about, um, first of all, what is your ultimate goal? Like, where do you want to go? Right. And then what kind of, when you have the family, because I think we are so similar. Like I've been in the year, the, the fashion industry for 15 years. Like I'm single, I'm 37, like and a half Italian. Like we're, we're, we're like sisters, hundred <laughs> percent. So what is the legacy? Once you have that family, what is the legacy that you're, you're looking to leave? Mm. Um, I kind of well up with tears when you, when you say that, because like, I, I sometimes sit with myself and I'm like, you know, it's not like, the money and like the followers or, you know, the, the becoming so well known for what I do. It's like, I want to make impact. Mm. And 
I know I'll make impact, but it's more about, okay, when I have that child, when I actually have birth my own baby, if that's ever going to happen, I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm sure God wants me to have one eventually. I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm like, I'm basically doing all of this for, you know, my future children, my future child. Um, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know who it's going to be with. I don't, <laughs> but I've been thinking about that a lot lately and like being around certain um, environments, like, you know, being around celebs mm-hmm. and seeing what the life is truly like. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be like, <laughs> I definitely don't crave having that world or being mm-hmm. a part. It's great to work in it and see what it's like and be around these people, but I definitely know what I don't want. I love that. I love that. And I guess my my last question to you is, um, it's not a question. I think that like when we were at the event, we had that whole moment where, uh, you know, Chris did that whole makeup thing and taking our makeup off and being transparent and being fully us. And that to me, I mean, I broke down and I know you broke down and I felt like I needed to come to you when like he asked, is anybody, and I stood up right away. For those people that can't be that comfortable within themselves, mm-hmm. It's a lot of inner work, but what kind of advice could you give to them to like the first stepping stone to that? Cause that, that moment, like. To, to take your makeup off, like to, to basically. Just be, be, full, be fully yourself in front of people. Mm-hmm. Again, I still struggle with um, fully taking off the mask um, mm-hmm. at times. Um, I feel a lot more <clears throat> confident around women, obviously doing that because I feel like we all we all have our own struggles and share the same insecurities. Um, it's funny, uh, it's it's me having to get to a point of being that comfortable around a man or, or men. I think that's um, where I'm at, like the work that I still need to do. Mm-hmm. And that's um, definitely stemmed from um, the criticism and I guess uh judgment not intentional judgment like my own father like with just certain comments made growing up Mm -hmm. um that made me feel like not pretty enough not good enough and and all of that so um again it's like a daily a, a daily ritual of I do this with my clients it's like writing down three things that you love about yourself and that can be like physical or non physical um, I do like 30-day challenges. I'm like, okay, for the next 30 days, you're going to write down the moment you wake up the three things that you love about yourself um, and when you go to bed at night, three things. And that's a lot to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's one way to kind of build that self-love tank, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, trust me, I still have issues with having to look perfect, having to look a certain way, being in my industry. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's constantly acknowledging where the shadows are and shining a light on them, even even though it feels really uncomfortable. Ooh, I, lo- I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna like quote that for sure. Like that that no, it's very true. It's very true. So and 
Ivana, I appreciate you just for taking the time out to like sit with me and talk and for people to get to know you more. And I'm excited for your success. I'm excited for your journey. Like this is just the start of it. I see so much for you. Um, And for my listeners out there, I know they're going to want to like roll into your DMs, get in contact with you, would love for you to share your links. And if you have anything like up and coming, definitely share that too. Definitely. I'm actually working on something at the moment with the good friend of mine. Um, It's it's basically, um, I'm basically interviewing a whole heap of women because I'm creating an online course on how women can basically build their confidence um, and, you know, build build their self-love. And obviously styling um, and wardrobe stuff is included in that, but it's more about creating more of an impact for women to kill the self-doubt that they experience. in every area of their life, basically. So I'm working on that. So um, if anyone's interested, uh, please feel free to just reach out and DM me because I've got like expression of interest. Um, anyone that's got any questions or any anyone that's got um, anyone that has anything that they want me to cover in particular, I'm happy to obviously like be open to suggestion. Um, so yeah, so I will be putting that out probably towards the end of September, October. That's exciting. Yeah. So is it, so is there, there's no link for it yet or, or what have you? Um, I've got an expression of interest, so I'll, I'll give you that. And yes, you definitely. Cause I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll put it, I'll put it into the show notes. Definitely. And I'll put your, your socials in there as well. But again, Ivana, I appreciate you. And I, I just, again, it's been an honor just to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, this is this is not the end. We're we're no. working it now. This is definitely not. You're, when you come to New York, you call me. When I'm in LA, I'll call you. Of for course. sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesale is at a that I'm going to have in there. I'm being very strategic. Um, They're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, bellamelboutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.